Hello and welcome to another Triassic Park. And today we are looking, well, Jason is looking. Hello, Jason. Hey, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Good, good. Uh, you have uh, in your possession a book published in 1983 mm -hmm. titled The Great Book of Movie Monsters. I sure do. By uh, Jan Stacy and Ryder Severstein. Severston? Ooh. Ryan Severson. Uh, who knows? Who knows? And oh, I, I thought it would be fun to kind of uh, try to stump me. So uh, there's so many monsters in this book. Which ones have I seen? Which ones have I not seen? Can I not guess based on the description? Um, and will I be stumps or, or, or what? It just uh, it seems like a, a cool idea to kind of look at this book and kind of celebrate these old, old school monster books Um because, uh, to be honest, things like these are, one, great for finding new episode ideas. Two, uh, these are the kind of books that I, I, I get. I, I got to get a whole bunch of these because a lot of times they will have cool information that other books will not. So when it comes to old monster movies, you really have to look at old famous monsters of film land and books like this to really get any kind of gleaming uh, on anything, to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so um, this book, um, I really enjoyed this book quite a bit. I've been since um, I've gotten it, um, and Andrew uh, graciously sent it to me, and it's um, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it it really is set up sort of um, if you're a nerd like me, it's sort of set up like a monster manual from Dungeons and Dragons. Like it has the monster and it has a bunch of stuff and stats on it. Um, you know. Um, its method of creation, where it was discovered, what size and weight is, um, its description, how it got killed, right, and the films associated with it. So the idea sort of here is for me to go into here right now and read. I'm going to start, I think, with um, the description and how it was discovered. Right. And if we need more hints, I'm going to let Andrew ask for some more hints because there's a lot of information about each thing here. OK. OK. Right. Um, and then you can also, you know, the monster and um, presumably the film that it comes from as well. Make sense? Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. All right. And he just walked away. He just said, fuck this. And you just walked away. Um, you know, excuse me. I have to let my cat out. OK. <laughs> I was no, no, you were like, and fuck you. Is, is that good? Okay, fuck you. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Um, and you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm gonna give you. Would you like something easy, medium, uh, or difficult? Let's start at medium medium okay just to kind of get my get the idea out see how it is mm -hmm. uh see if maybe maybe i have to demote myself to easy we'll see um just kind of get get a get a run of the mill yeah. as to what this book is like you know, you know obviously this is my perception of what's medium as well right so right you right may, um i have a feeling like probably um my perception of medium is probably you'll probably feel is more easy, but we'll see. This is a giant lizard that sometimes attacks Tokyo. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna base this too just like on the description as well, because something could be easy, but that doesn't mean the hints are easy. You know what I mean? That's you, right. You know. Yep. Um, 
Well, um, you might consider this easy, but I'm going to go with it anyways because it's appropriate, I think. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm going to, because some of them um, list what the name is, so I'm going to um, creatively edit that out. Okay? Sure. Sure. Okay. These are warmongering planet rulers. Okay? Discovered by an absent-minded individual demonstrating his latest invention, a time machine, which is accidentally set in motion and set his two granddaughters and one of their boyfriends land in a petrified forest on a planet in the future where they are then captured by these monsters. A so this is... Doctor, this is the Dalek, the Dalek. Yes, 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 yeah, okay. yes. Okay, because because when you you were going through it, I was like, I was like, oh, is this maybe the Morlocks? And then I was, the, mm. but uh, the, from the Time Machine. But then I was like, oh no, you're describing the plot of uh, the uh, 1965 uh, Doctor Who this invasion. This is but okay. No, I, yeah, it, it's around that time because the uh, they both came out. One was 1965, which I believe is a, uh, Invasion of the Daleks, mm. and then 1966 is the in, uh, Earth Invasion 2050 or something like that, where the Daleks also appear. So the Daleks are in both of those, so that could have been like the latest appearance. And they are slimy, ambient life forms encased inside metal cones with wheels and weapons built in. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. They're so much fun in that. Like they're they're all like color coded and they have like really cool colors in that movie. Mm -hmm. And they talk like this. So that probably wasn't actually medium, but because you're so it's so fresh in your mind. But I couldn't pass up, um, you know, doing that. Obviously. Right? Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you know, uh, for people who don't know, I just watched these movies recently, and we just talked Doctor Who in a, a recent uh, Patreon episode. So. Hmm. So. <clears throat> Let me see if I can now stump you. Okay? Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Okay. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm. This description is a blur of grayish blue energy. The soul. In the late 19th century, an experimenter with photography brings his fiance home to meet his children, his son, daughter, and adopted son. But happiness turns to despair when his children and his children are drowned. Later, when developing movies, he took he takes a couple moments before their deaths. He notices a smudge on the film, the same blur he saw in pictures of others taken just before they died. Huh. I don't think I've seen this one. Mm. I don't think I've seen this one. Because it almost... Because I, I don't remember the plot of Don't Look Now, but I don't think it's that. Because, mm. like... No. I, I, no, because that one, uh, they're, they're sad about some shit. But, uh, you know, not that. Um, I don't think I have seen this one, to be honest. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. This isn't The Omen, right? Mm -hmm. No. But no. there is, like, some weird thing that happens in The Omen that was kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Um... Oof. I I don't know who is it. Oh, this... actually, give me a hint. Give me some hints. Sorry. <clears throat> um, I'll tell you. This takes place in England. This film. Yep. Um, it is invulnerable, and they leave the body when time is up. 
Huh. I don't know. I don't think I've seen this one. This is the Asphyx. The Asphyx. Starring in The Asphyx, a 1972 picture. How do you spell that? A-S-P-H-Y-X. Wow. I've never heard of this. Have you heard of this? No. No, but I thought it was interesting. Um, It seems to be the life force of a human. That, uh, you know, the basic energy of existence. This thing was awesome. Yeah, it's this cool, is, huh? Yeah, it's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, this this already proved the uh, the worth, worth of yeah. worth of getting it. That that is really cool. Um, yeah, so I think that yeah, so it's a Hammer film, mm-hmm. classic classic Hammer film, uh, and it is like near the end of Hammer too. Like this is like uh, early seventies. Like we're kind of getting into. Yep. Yeah, we're kind of getting into the end of the hammer hammer horror cycle. Um, so yeah, that that's uh, that is really cool. Um, I okay, damn, that already is uh, is is getting me getting me pumped to see what else is in this book. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna try to go for something I think you know exists. Uh. Let's see. Ooh, ooh. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Let's see. And a well, an astronaut has been sent on a space flight to Saturn. On the trip back to Earth, he is subjected to a huge flashes from eruptions on the sun, which somehow, over the next few months, transforms him into a monster. Oh, okay. Is this, there's like a sun, de- like there's a sun, something sun demon, hideous sun demon, or something like that. It, mm. It's not that? He's the f- first man on Saturn, and he brings back a new disease, and he kills and eats loads of people, including police. In a general. So a hero. This sounds like a hero. Uh, he's going <laughs> Bullets against Bullets just ooze through him, and he's vulnerable. He's only vulnerable to electricity. Huh. This sounds familiar, or at least it's got something from. Like, it sounds like um, almost like a, a fucking the blob man or something. Mm, very it's close. Not- very close, Andrew. You're getting there. This 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 guy's fucking awesome. I'm just gonna tell you right now. What is it? Like the Incredible Melting Man? There you go. Yeah. Never. I have never seen that one. I've never. I know that one exists. The Incredible Melting Man. You have to look at pictures of this guy. I think I have, and that's the reason why I haven't seen it. (laughs) He's fucking awesome. What? Who made that? Uh, Directed by William Sachs in 1977. I forget. I forget what um, there is a, a boutique label that put this one out. I remember. I remember that. Holy God! It's crazy, right? Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. So a Scream Factory. Scream Factory put this thing out, and wow, that is like a a very graphic. Yep. For seventy seven, like damn. He hey kids, want to see disgusting. Star Wars? Well, fuck you. This is what happens when you really go to skate space and come fucking video right now by the way and he is absolutely horrific looking 
That is awesome. That is <laughs> awesome. awesome. It, probably a terrible movie. It's 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I am dying to see this now. It is on Prime. Um, I'm definitely watching this. Hell yeah. Why uh, Why wouldn't you? And we'll eventually uh, definitely do a podcast on this. I have like a whole like blobby, blob, blobberson uh, thing kind of uh, bubbling around in my there head. There is a poster for this film. Um, and if you look up that poster, it is disgusting. I, uh, I, uh, I mixed this up with Body Melt because uh, Body Melt is the other one, which is kind mm. of similar. Um, but ha- uh, it is uh, a really gross looking movie. Um, and this one also looks gross, but it's like a different kind of gross. Yeah. All right. You ready for this one? Hell yeah. <clears throat> the tale of a prehistoric monster is found in an oil field. It is taken to a museum for examination. And discovered that's still alive and rapidly growing new tissue. It escapes and runs through the city, killing and destroying everything in its path. Found an oil field. Mm-hmm. Oil field. This I definitely that... left some stuff out that would have made this um, known to Prob- you. Yeah, probably would have made this easier. Oh, uh, this is something that's very well known to you, for sure. Do you want me to tell you what city it's in? Yes. Copenhagen. Oh, Reptilicus. Reptilicus, our friend Reptilicus. Reptilicus is Illicus. Um, yeah. I did not. I guess I missed the uh, was from an oil field. That one was a that one was a thing that kind of stumped me. But I guess yeah, because the, there is that like that brief explanation that they're like doing heavy mining and stuff like that. But let me tell you, if you've seen the movie Reptilicus, the last thing you're thinking about is its origins. But that was very good. That was very it good. Says, vulnerable to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Right. Oh my god. What to do if you need him? Hide in a manhole or a cave. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I would probably get into a cave pretty easy, but mm-hmm. cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was awesome. That was awesome. <clears throat> Hmm. Uh, this, let's go with this one. Two giant H-bombs are tested in the Pacific. The biggest weapons ever detonated. The shock waves sweep around the world and cause huge cracks and flooding in a deep mine. Eggs which have been laid buried in the volcanic mountains are disturbed. And warm water washes over them. Within a few days the eggs hatch. And our friend flies out to wreak havoc on the world. Days later, a second creature hatches and joins the first. So this is what they think the plot of Rodan is? Yes, you got it! Because <laughs> that, that, that is not what happened <laughs> in the movie Rodan. But that's okay. Um, that is, uh, I mean, it's not actually... I say it's not, but I would imagine I've never actually seen the U.S. version of Rodan, Ooh, which I am certain has um, has like some type of uh, coda to it, right? Like they they normally give a more blatant discussion and, and blatant uh, origin for the creatures, because like the normal like the the Rodan is just like they're going too deep and they're building 
and they're mining and then they like come across um there's like bugs that come out first like rodan is awesome because it's a move it's a monster movie that like psychs you out by introducing a different monster at first Mm -hmm. and then when you eventually do see rodan rodan is so big it eats the other monsters for sustenance and then you're just like holy shit and then it just like goes around and just wrecks uh wreck shop um so yeah that's uh that's brilliant uh and a fun very fun explanation i like the way they explain things like i think they do a really fun way of like introducing uh introducing a monster you can't see this obviously but like they also sort of do a good job here of like um telling you what other monsters are sort of similar so it'd be really useful to use to put together like a um, theme month, uh, yeah, really. or theme month, or just like a double feature, right? Like so, um, like for instance, under Rodan, it has relatives like the giant claw or Q, right? So you could sort of, oh yeah, oh you know? yeah, Q the winged winged serpent. What a what a doll and uh, Q, yeah, the giant claw as big as a battleship. <laughs> okay okay are we still are we ready are we still going oh yeah yeah let's do let's do a few more let's do a few more okay okay let me i want see. you a really hard one so ooh, let's go really hard ooh, okay let me see let me see what i can find again and then when we, then when we get really hard like it'll be like if i don't get it I have to like literally like get like a, a, a release date or something and, and go through and see if I can't figure it out. Mm. You might know that one. Let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to f- make sure I'm getting something. I think. No, I mean, this I, is I could good. Be wrong. You might, you might, um, you might know something, and I might not. You know. You know, it is a it is a rare scenario, but I do occasionally know something. There's always, there's always a possibility that I, I may be aware of something. It's, like a, it's a pretty solid size, too, right? Oh, I think yeah. There's like yeah. 350 um, pages. It's, yeah, 330 pages or so. Yeah. Nice, yeah. No, that's uh, that's awesome. All right. A scientist defecting to the United States with a vital secret he wants to give to the CIA is attacked by Russian agents. A bullet lodges in his brain. But it's the placed... incredible, the, uh, sorry, no, no, sorry, the fantastic voyage. No. A bullet lodges in his brain, but his placement makes it impossible to operate. A new top secret ray is used by the U.S. officials. Oh, it is, wait a minute. It is the Fantastic Oh, it Wars. is Fantastic Wars, the movie, but this isn't the monster. Oh, is the monster the white blood cell? The white corpuscle creatures, we'll say. Yeah, well, they're the, technically the white blood cells, but yep. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, that movie is great. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, it is a great movie. Yep, for so sure. Good. From the 1966 Fantastic Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It also, uh, there was a... Uh, a a uh, cartoon show of that where they introduced mysticism and uh 
we talked about it on Milkshakes and Mimosas once when we were doing uh, all of the Don Bluth filmation years um, because that was one of the shows that Don Bluth was like a really uh, like an animation supervisor like it's like some like a background supervisor or something like it was a really minor thing but he was working in filmation and that was one of the things that he did and let me tell you um, very racist that cartoon <laughs> very racist wow there was wow. like a weird, like uh, a mysticism, stereotypical um, Indian man that was supposed to represent like the Far East. And he was always like, you with your science and me with my magic. I will magic this uh, virus away from us. And they're like, what is, uh, this is weird. Why Why are they suddenly Johnny Quest again? That's, that's bizarre. That's bizarre. Um, for another one? Yes. Hell yeah. The Office of, and I'm trying to go deep here. All right. I think I went a little light on you. I knew that you would know Fantastic Voyage, but I wasn't sure if you'd be able to pull the monster. Now I'm going to just try to, um, you know, really lay lay it on. All right? The Office of Scientific Investigation is called in to check out strange magnetic occurrences. They find a laboratory and a man dead, dead of radiation poisoning. Something deadly is loose. Using a Geiger counter, they trace the substance to the airport where they find a physicist dying of radiation poisoning. Before death, he warns, the seranium must be fed. The element in his briefcase is taken to a laboratory for study. Soon it's growing in size. It's voracious, it's voracious appetite, sucking energy from everything around it. So this is not the magnetic monster or whatever? Like I know there was like a movie this called... This is like, the magnetic monster. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I've never actually seen that one, but I was just, I was going, the, the, the uh, introduction of magnetism in the explanation was like one of the only things that was like, maybe it's this because, you know, they don't normally bring up magnet bitch uh, like the, in that magnetic monster. Is, so that's a 1953 film <laughs> that can't stump them guys. I I looked up the the release date. I'm not. I I don't. I didn't know that off the top of my head. But I, I thought it was like one of the. It was like a weird. Uh, okay, so this is actually a United Artists film. I thought this was a one of the yes. weird tail end of Universal films directed by Kurt Sidemac. Yep. Oh, it is by Kurt Sidemac. Yeah. So yeah, so he's yeah, so he's a very famous uh, mm-hmm. director, especially in the um, the Universal horror genre sphere because he did like the wolfman and a whole bunch of like really good movies at this point he was kind of um not in the most high budgets um but this movie sounds pretty cool and that and it is uh it is available uh places if you want to watch it so yeah sounds pretty cool i'm i'm um, impressed andrew i'm impressed do you want me to keep going you uh... oh yeah oh yeah i mean hey hey man uh, uh... We'll, we'll do at least uh let's do let's do five more All right. England, 1785. Ignoring the legendary curse on his family. A man marries a beautiful girl and brings her to his ancestral estate. Shortly after arrival, she screams in horror as a bloody hand lunges towards her through a portrait of Charles' dead grandfather. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know this. I know this. Later. when 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 the screaming starts... That's a movie. So very close. And now no. the screaming starts. Oh, and now the screaming starts. And it's like a, it's like a witch movie because there's like a there's some kind of a curse on it. I just remember this movie. So this is an amicus movie. Um, it has Peter Cushing in it. Mm-hmm. And it has one of my favorite scenes with Peter Cushing where he brings out the Malefice Maleficarum, 
which is like the so-called like was like the hammer of witches and was used like in the uh, in that era to just murder countless women just because they didn't like they didn't abide by the normal things and it was that's like the the all the witch trials used this book and peter cushing comes in with that book and he goes ah yes the malefice maleficarum and he's basically like one of the biggest pieces of shit big books ever written fuck this book and he just like fucking he just completely rags on this book and it's like one of my favorite scenes with peter cushing because it's just basically like ah yes this meaningless trivial that was used to horribly mangle and murder uh women um and the i think the the villain of this is like a witch that was like wasn't like was like uh wasn't evil or whatever and got murdered by this family i don't really well they um they called this monster the ghost rapist. Go! Oh, this is the ghost rapist. <laughs> yes, the ghost rapist. Yep. Oh my! Yep. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, Peter Cushing versus the ghost rapist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that was um, yeah. So four more. <clears throat> four archaeology students come to visit their archaeology professor and find his mountaintop retreat. Destroyed, and the professor turned into a ghoulish creature. A babbling old man, filthy and insane, who they've come upon in the woods, hands them a book on the devil. Unwittingly, oh, they enter oh, different oh, dimensions and have Equinox! Equinox! You got this it! This is Equinox. Yes, This is sir. Equinox, a very early David Allen film. You got it. Uh, and that well, is what? Plus Jack Woods directed 1971. Oh! Uh, well, yes, David Allen did all the the stop motion and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yep. perfect. Equinox, man, Equinox, baby. Man. Uh, now, to be fair, I knew this is. I also recently watched this movie. This is. I I watched it because uh, a, a few weeks back because I was uh, discussing the movie, um, the movie Caveman um, uh, for See Jurassic Right podcast. And David Allen did all the David Allen and Jim Danforth did a bunch of the expect work for that. So I was kind of going through and, and watching a whole bunch of Jim Jim Danforth and uh, and and movies of of that nature. Um, Equinox is fucking great. I'm really excited to one day cover that. It has a Criterion release. Oh, nice, nice. Believe Man. me, you would watch it and you'd be like, really? This has a Criterion release. But it, has an awesome, <laughs> it has an awesome motherfucking devil prop that like flies around. It's got like a very, uh, it's got so many cool stop motion effects. Anyways, anyways, yeah, that one's, okay. that one's amazing. I love that movie. An English medical pioneer who is working on using toxic poisons as a cure for nervous disorders is summoned by his former lover to a Balkan castle where she has married a baron. Once there, he discovers that, that he wears a rubber mask to conceal his features, hideously contorted years before when he opened his father's coffin and searched for a, the dead body for a winning lottery ticket. The horror of the rotting corpse shocked him into traumatic facial paralysis that won't go away. I do not know this movie. I really want to know this movie. An aristocrat, uh, aristocrat not aristocrat, aristocrat <laughs> dressed to the hilt who wears a mask. Beneath it, his mouth is stretched and twisted into a horrible grin that spreads across his entire face with his teeth showing and his lips. Is this the back. is this the man who laughed or whatever? Mm, no. Good guess though. 
Good guess. This is Sardonicus. Oh, Sar- oh I was literally... Uh, William I was, Castle. Be- yeah, yeah before you said, I was about to say, is this Mr. Sardonicus? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you, you got it out before me, so now no one will ever believe me. Um, no, this you were movie, saying it. I could tell you were saying it. This movie has a fucking awesome trailer. If you ever look up this trailer, it's like, you will see Mr. Sardonicus. And it's like one of those amazing... Like, nobody opens or markets a film better than William Castle. Um, and he is just one of the, one of the goats. Um, and you actually, so the, the, the premise of this movie was that you would go in to watch it and you would get to choose the outcome. But Mr. Sarconius is so evil that they never filmed the let him live. So like they, like they would basically like the, the thing was like, oh, you'd go into the theater you would all get a chance to vote whether or not you think this guy will live or die, whether we should kill him or should let him live. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they ever filmed the alternate version because they, they were like, no one wants to see this bitch live. So <laughs> It sounds bananas. The lottery ticket is just an insane, insane... That's a weird detail. That's a William Castle detail if there is ever one. A group of explorers travel into the darkest Africa in search of fossils of the missing link between imp and man. After a treacherous journey through the jungle, fighting off mosquitoes, crocodiles, lions, they stumble upon not just fossils, but the missing link itself, a community of monkey people hidden deep in the jungle. They are brought back to civilization where all kinds of trouble ensue. Is this this Trog? No, good guess. Okay. Similar. Monkey people. Mm Mm-hmm. Missing link. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not... No Planet of the Apes film because that's none of that is there. That's not a Planet of the Apes plot. That is one of is the Neanderthal man. Mm, no, nope, 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 nope. Um, half human, half ape, covered with reddish fur and very human faces, short bodies, parental feet, beards, even on the women. I don't know this one at all. This looks like it could be a very problematic movie. Um, I've never heard of it, but um. What's it, it called? It appears that this movie, um, sur- <laughs> the uh, they are uh, unchanged for hundreds of thousands of years, and then when returned, brought back, are used as slave labor. Um, the film is Skullduggery from 1970, Universal by Gordon Douglas. Oh wow! Tropis, um, I it, Google is telling me I've looked this up before. So <laughs> have you now? This sounds like a very Apparently. problematic film. Um, or perhaps it's, you know, trying to be, um... Okay, do you know who's in this fucking movie? <laughs> Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Burt Reynolds in this movie because there is a fucking... I guess this is a VHS. Yeah, so it's a VHS uh, copy of this film. Yes, I can see very... his fucking face. <laughs> it's just monkeys on the front, monkey people, and just his dumb fucking face in the red cap. <laughs> And I, and I love Burt Reynolds, by the way, but this is insane. Right now, you have to look up Skullduggery movie on image search for Google because it is the funniest poster. And then you have to look just... at the next one with the fucking woman. It's just a, clearly just a woman in like a fur outfit with a fucking beard. <laughs> I like how, again, typical of these movies. It is uh, very clear of uh, old school boobies. Like, damn. 
this movie looks insane. I'm it looks I, insane. I uh, I obviously have 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 uh, looked it up at one point, but I don't remember doing so. Um, and uh, I will. I almost want to just change my fucking background to this fucking photo of fucking. My. Oh my god! <laughs> Under that... reception and Wikipedia, it just says one sentence: "This film was not a success." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so there's a different. Oh, what the fuck? There's a 1983 version, and there's a 1971. So we're, we're talking. This one's a 1971, but there's a different one called Gold Duggery that is a 1983 movie. So. There you go. Okay, <clears throat> this is a crazy one. You ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to do two more. Terry is overjoyed that he has at least been able to get a new t- TV. However, the set has become possessed with the energy of a consciousness from outer space. The creature professes to want to help Terry and begins taking over his life, performing every kind of menial household task. Okay, so this is not remote control? No. No. Oh, okay. Um, I'll give you want me to give you the gear no 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 so let me think about this okay um, so it's not electric dreams because that's like a romantic movie um, okay what year 1953 1953 mm-hmm, yeah. huh. that's an added wrinkle I don't know tell me more it's a United Artist film Okay, okay. Director's Arch Obler. <laughs> That's not a real name, but okay. It is, evidently. Uh, highly intelligent, advanced consciousness. Uh, it performs all the household tasks, washing, dusting, cleaning, taking over several human minds. It is killed. In a burst of self-control, he takes, Terry takes the set to a cliff and hurls it off, destroying the monster. I fucking love this movie. I don't know what this is, but it's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> it is called The Twonky. Okay, it's not no longer my favorite movie of all the time. The Twonky. The Twonky. Okay, T W O N K Y. Yeah, The Twonky. Twonky. And evidently it's um Yeah. It's What uh... the fuck? That looks it's a walking TV set. <laughs> it's called, like, With fucking legs. the voice legs. of a woman, evidently. His, um... Hello, nurse. Um, this is amazing. It's That's crazy, right? the craziest fucking thing. Man, the Twonky. Skullduggery and the Twonky. Can you imagine just saying that out loud to someone in person? As soon as this fucking quarantine ends, which it will never, um, but as soon as that happens, I'm going to go like, hey, girl, you hear about some skullduggery in the twonky? <laughs> Do you want like a twonky and chill? <laughs> twonky and chill? And she'd be like, what? <laughs> okay. And then uh, I just come back and we watch this movie, and then I say, please leave. Mm-hmm. Um, this film starts with the, the fucking twonky shooting a beam out of it and lighting his cigarette. <laughs> hey, big boy, you want me to light up your cigarette? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I really I really am kind of um, interested in this idea simply because obviously it's about, like, technology taking over our lives in the 50s, which I think is sort of interesting. 
Yeah, know? like it's it's very early in that. Like th- right now, this would just be called fucking Alexa, right? Like fucking. <laughs> I think we've seen this movie, isn't it? Uh, her. <laughs> oh no! I hope he doesn't get get wonky <laughs> with the twonky. Yeah, does he fuck that TV? Is that? What <laughs> uh, oh, also Arch Ubler definitely sounds like somebody who tried to like escape the Nazis. <laughs> He was leaving in Argentina. <laughs> like that's insane. Mm-hmm. He also wrote. Okay, here's some other. While you're just looking up for uh, the other ones, there is a movie called Buana Devil uh, that he also made. British railway workers in Kenya are becoming the favorite snack of two man-eating lions, and they have to they have to fight against them. And it's in three dimensions. So uh, it's like a really early 3D movie. So it may, literally, the advertisements is like a fucking lion jumping through into the audience, which uh, looks pretty wild, actually. Um, so I guess all hail. His last movie was a 1986 movie called Christmas Eve. The story of two well-to-do elderly women, they be fucking, who befriends the homeless and volunteers her time with children who who learns she has an incurable illness and desperately wants to reunite her three children. Wow. The real monster was capitalism. It's true. It's true. Aliens from space track down a wild-looking man who's madly shooting a rifle, a laser rifle in the desert. Oh, laser blast! There you go, laser blast, baby! You all over laser blast! Oh yeah, baby, laser blast! Okay, we'll do one more, just because that one was really quick. Let me see. Oh man, I think I think um, who animated the the aliens in that? That might have also been like a David Allen animated those mm-hmm. little 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 animation boys. Let me see. It doesn't really um, give. Um, if yep, I had a criticism, yep. it doesn't it, really give like um, special effects creation, which I wish it did. I don't really see that here. It was David Allen. I was right. Yeah, it only gives a director. I don't really see. I really wish it gave that. That'd be my Eddie, only criticism of this. Eddie Deason is in Laser Blast? What? I don't remember that. I remember Roddy McDowell because it's like a very crazy, weird performance. Man, Laser Blast would be fun to talk about on this movie. In the 21st century, director of an international scientific organization finds evidence of a planet similar to Earth in orbit on the far side of the sun. A spaceship is built, and an astronaut and two other astronauts are sent out to investigate. The ship crashes on a planet that seems like Earth, but... Dot, dot, dot. Is this Planet of the Apes? No, no, I wouldn't. Okay. Is this... this is a planet where everything is reversed. Newspaper print, mirror, north is south, left is right. Cats and dogs are living together. Mass hysteria! Oh my god. Wow. Mirror Earth. Mirror, mirror Earth. Is it's it not the name of the two... movie. Is it two Earths? No. Or, um... Another Earth? That was like a show, wasn't it? No, Another Earth was actually a, a movie. That, that was, was a movie. Like very, That's yeah. sort of similar to this, I think, right? Yeah, it was like a very similar idea. What this year is from was 1969. This? Nice. Um, when Earths Collide? No. What is this? 
Journey to the Far Side of the Sun. Ooh. Directed by Robert Parrish in 1969. Oh my god, man. These these are actually like some pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a good kind of a, a hodgepodge of, uh, of various interesting monstrous, monsterific um, education yeah. that we're getting here. Oh, for Journey to the Far Tide of the Sun was a Jerry Anderson story, at least. It's mm, cool. Yeah, yeah, he was very big in the uh, early early sci-fi's. So it's an interesting idea, really, right? Like, because essentially the monsters are um, a copy of you, right? Yep. It's like yep. A, you know, they're listed as doppelgangers, so that's the how the monsters are listed for that film. Nice, nice. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, I hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye.